Welcome to the Radical Audacity Podcast. I'm Tiffany Kane, your host. On this podcast, you are going to meet people that walk their own path, live life on their own terms, let go of other people's rules and expectations and the shoulds in life, and instead live life in their own truth, integrity, and authenticity. This podcast will give you the inspiration you need to live your own radically audacious life. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Radical Audacity. This is the special episode that I do weekly called Tiffany's Titillating Talks. This is when I come to you and just share some of my musings, some things that I learned from the week and that I am excited to talk to you about. So last week on my titillating talks, I was starting to share a story with you that I said, uh, I'll save that for the future. So I thought today I would share that story with you. Last week in my Tiffany's titillating talks, I touched on some of my money mindset issues and some of the challenges I've been going through in that area and some of the work I've been doing. And I do think this is going to be a lifelong learning process of um, being friends with money and trusting money and having that abundant money mindset. Uh, it's a, it's definitely an interesting process. It's a very interesting process. So I'll tell you a little bit about my background and why I think um, this is such an important area for me to work on. And I'll tell you that little story. So my background, my parents were very, very young. They met in high school. Um, and when they got pregnant with me, they were 16 and 17 years old. Uh, my dad managed to graduate before I was born, but my mom did not. When they found out they were pregnant with me, they skipped school at lunchtime and got married. And they were both these hippie surfer people. Uh, my mom, you know, 16 years old with super long blonde hair. Um, she was one of those that wore like the long flowery dresses and didn't wear shoes or just wore sandals. In fact, at their, their winter formal picture, my mom is not wearing shoes. She wore a string tied between her toes and around her ankle. So it would look like she was wearing shoes, but she did not wear shoes to her winter formal, which I think is hilarious. My dad also had long strawberry blonde hair, very curly, that he always wore in a ponytail. So on their wedding day, my dad took the um, rubber band out of his hair, picked some flowers off the side of the road. They lived by the beach, Satellite Beach, Florida. So he picked some of those little yellow daisies that grow on the beach and put them, tied them with the band that he had around his hair. And that was my mom's wedding bouquet that day. Very cute, very romantic story. Needless to say, they were very, very young um, and didn't know anything about, you know, parenting. They were just kids themselves. They went off to Colorado shortly thereafter. My dad had joined the Air Force and was going through his basic training in Colorado. Now, I was born in January in Colorado to these two Florida teenagers who lived on the beach in Florida 
So you can imagine that they were not ready for Colorado winters. Uh, There is a picture of my mother in shorts and a t-shirt and a jacket that is way too small and flip-flops in the snow with her big giant belly with me hanging out. (laughs) So um, very interesting, you know, they were very, very young, very naive, um, just doing what they could do as kids. When... My dad finished basic training. They got transferred to Homestead Air Force Base down south of Miami in Florida. So back to the warmth. And my parents proceeded to get pregnant with another child. So my little sister, I have two little sisters. Uh, One of them is 19 months younger than me. So here they are, you know, at this point, I think they're 18 and 19, maybe maybe close to 20, my dad, with two little babies. My dad's in the Air Force. Now, my grandpa had been an Air Force test pilot. He holds all kinds of records for breaking the sound barrier. He's got all kinds of commendations from several different presidents. He worked for NASA um, on several missions there uh, totally fascinating man. So my dad wanted to follow his footsteps. He also wanted to be an Air Force pilot. But something interesting happened when my parents, you know, were were so young and had these two little babies. My mom had a lot of mental health issues, still has a lot of mental health issues. And here she is stuck at home in a a little trailer. We lived in a a trailer park in Homestead, Florida with two little babies. I was 19 months old. My sister was newborn. Dad off doing his Air Force thing. So he was gone a lot. And my mom was in, you know, terrible situation. And Somebody comes knocking on her door, offering help and solace and religious um, meaning, and it it resonated with her because she was all alone. And eventually, she got my dad to join that religion, and he had to quit the Air Force, which was his dream. Was his dream, and he quit his dream. He quit his dream to follow my mom into the religion, and. From there, obviously, all of the benefits and the financial, um, what little they had, they no longer had. And so here's my dad, young father of two children with a third on the way now. They were, they had three children before they were 21 years old. And he's having to get a job. So he gets a construction job. And he's on this construction job and falls off the roof and breaks his back. So... Here we are, young, in their very, very, very early 20s. My dad with a broken back, unable to work. My mom, um, three, you know, two babies and one on the way. Lots of mental health issues. And you can imagine that money became uh, a huge issue for us. My dad is the oldest of seven children. My mom is the youngest of five. So it wasn't like there was a lot of family help either in the financial situation. And so we, I remember, had some really, really, really difficult times. Um, We lived on welfare for quite a while, food stamps, um, you know, shopping at Goodwill, 
that kind of stuff. And there's a particular story that I remember vividly. I remember one day, this woman knocking on the door. And in my mind, the picture I have in her of my mind, I don't know if it's the actual picture, but the picture I have of her in my mind is she's this tall woman with this very curly head of hair that seemed to glow in the sunlight and a polka dot dress. And she knocks on the door and there's my mom, me at her side and my two little sisters, one baby in her arms and my other little sister. So I, I must have been somewhere around maybe four years old. And this woman says, hello, I am stopping by to um, collect funds for charity. I do charity work and any donation is appreciated. And I remember looking up at my mom and my mom crying, you know, and, and I'm thinking, wow, why is she crying? And she just says to the woman, I have nothing left to give. She, my mom says, I don't even have money for milk for my three babies. I'm sorry, I can't give you anything. And she's, she's crying. And I remember my little bare feet on the ground and looking between these two women and looking at my sad, sad mother and looking at this other woman who to me, I don't know, in my head now, she almost looks like a goddess, right? I remember that exchange vividly. And then later that day, we get another knock on the door. And who is it? It is that woman with two gallons of milk in her hands and some food. And she came back and she gave our family milk and food and said, here you go. And that was it. I don't know if we ever saw her again. I have no idea who she is, but she made a difference in my life. It was that first moment where I realized we were poor. Before that, I was a little girl. You know, we'd always run around. It's Florida. It was hot. We always ran around barefoot and just in our little panties. And we were just, to me, I was happy, always playing outside, always hanging around. I had two little sisters, so I had built-in playmates. But it was the moment I realized how sad my mother was and how poor we were that we needed help. And it kind of opened my eyes to all of the help that we were receiving. And we were very blessed that we did receive help. There were people that would come and drop off food and drop off clothes. And, and they did help us. They saw how young my parents were. And they saw what a challenging life situation we were in. And we did get help. And so it taught me a couple of lessons. For one, it was my first time feeling insecure. I, rem I do remember it. I remember that vividly. To this day, I have a lot of food insecurity. If my pantry and my fridge is not completely full to bursting, I feel unsafe. I feel insecure. I feel worried. Will there be enough food? It also brought to mind or, or made a huge impression on me of how important it is to give to others. Small acts of charity giving milk to a family that needs milk. Even the smallest act of charity 
can make a difference in somebody's life. So those were my, my, my big lessons. As you can imagine, having a childhood like that, I, I grew up worried about money and with a probably an unhealthy, well, definitely an unhealthy relationship with money. My dad, after that, went on to build his own business and a very successful business. He's a plumbing contractor, very successful plumbing contractor. He now has a house on the beach in Florida and a house in the mountains of North Carolina and lives a very comfortable, very happy life. So he's gone on to be a very successful man, but that was a tough start. Um, And for me, I have lived my life trying very, very, very hard to have financial security, but never feeling like I had it always feeling on the verge of one paycheck away from living the, you know, difficult life that I had as a child, which is funny um, because I've always, I've always had a very good career for the last 20 years. I've, you know, I'm public education. I've had a very solid, stable career. And so now I'm looking at going out and doing my own thing and bringing in whenever you're an entrepreneur, whenever you're doing your own thing, you bring in some instability into your life. And oh my friends, what that is bringing up for me is amazing. And the work that I'm having to do and the thinking I'm having to do is so powerful and so good. Um, and, and I will keep doing this work for my whole life, keep having this money abundance mindset, this, um, you know, n- not sitting in that scarcity and that fear. It's going to be work for my whole life, but it's good work and it's important work. So I just wanted to share that story with you so you understand a little bit more of where I'm coming from. I'd love to hear from you guys. Where are you coming from? Do you have money scarcity issues? Do you have a financial abundance mindset? If you do live in abundance, how do you do it? Where does it come from? If you have money scarcity issues, where does that come from? And are you interested in digging into that more and exploring that more? I definitely am going to. I'm going to be looking for some guests to have on the podcast that We'll explore that a little bit more with me because I think it's just so fascinating. Thank you, everyone. I hope you have an absolutely beautiful day. Thank you for hanging out with me today for another episode of Tiffany's Titillating Talks. I look forward to talking to you and hearing from you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for being with me today. I hope the stories of radical audacity that you heard today inspire you. If something resonated with you, please come on over to my DMs and let me know what you think of the episode, or better yet, leave a rating and review. And if you can think of a friend that would love to be inspired by these stories and would be uplifted and encouraged, please share this episode with your friend. Thank you so much for being here on this journey with me. Have a beautiful day.